Metal Blade Records is dropping two of 2021's most brutal albums of the year this October. Hate, Rugia, and Aeon God ends here. Poland's Hate continues to be one of the world's finest top-shelf black and death metal bands with tracks like Resurgence and guess what? Aeon and Tommy Dahlstrom. Still not a fan of Jesus. Check out the blasphemous video for their title track at metalblade.com slash Aeon. And check out all things hate at metalblade.com slash hate. One more time, guys, this October, make sure you're picking up not one, but two fucking great records. Hates Rugia and Aeon's God ends here. Go to metalblade.com slash hate and metalblade.com slash Aeon. That's A-E-O-N. And make sure you're pre-ordering them today. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, everybody out there? It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I am always joined by... My name is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And also, hey, it's Sylvia. Hey. hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's the Sylvia. And make sure to follow the co-host that is Jocelyn Sharp at J O Z A L Y N Sharp on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. The Wizard of Jaws on TikTok. If you guys want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, I'm very excited. Great chat. Phil Whitechapel is our guest this week. We are here to celebrate the new album, Kin. It came out this past Friday, guys. It's out right now. So if you have not checked it up or picked it up, make sure you are doing so. But before we jump into my interview with Phil, as always, guys, let's do a little bit about the Metal Sucks News. Tell me who's insidious. Tell me who's an idiot. Tell me how to feel it's the news. Feel great, make me feel hate. Feel my own agenda. It's the news, like your new god speak. All right, so we t- okay. Let's just get it out. We talk a lot of shit. I think, and I don't know if it's on purpose about Motley Crue. <laughs> every tr- fucking news story. It's like I try not to. I no, I know, but every at least on 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 metalsucks.net, but I'm pretty sure it's everywhere. <laughs> Is negative, and I know a lot of it has to do with Vince Neil. But this week, do you the think guy, because it's so easy to talk shit? Yes, about it's them? easy. I mean, I kind They're of talk feel shittable. They really are, but I feel like I also feel like they. I don't know. This is kind of a conspiracy theory, but I feel like they know they they have a way to keep themselves in the news all the times. So I feel Tommy Lee does dumb shit, like falls at the edge of a pool to keep himself in the news or whatever. Didn't he get in a fight with his son? His son yeah, yeah. knocked him out. His, his son knocked, knocked him out, out yeah. and they put a video out. Right? Things like that. So I feel like some of it's orchestrated on purpose to keep them in the limelight. Uh, smart, I guess. Vince Neil, I don't feel is that way. But the ones that are always like, I guess the responsible crew members are usually in my mind, Mick Mars and Nikki Six. Well, this week... The shit talking. Well, it's on. It's on Nikki Six, and let what? me tell you. Let me tell you what happened, guys. This is a quote from uh, Nikki Six that he recently said: "It is irresponsible for bands to perform tired with a beer belly." Ooh. Now, that tells me a lot about Nikki Six's personality. For everybody that doesn't know, Vince Neil has been playing tired with a beer belly. For probably the last 30 years. I'm going to go with about at least 25. Right. That is that is it's like been the a long time. M.O. of Vince Neil's performance. 
tired with a beer belly. <laughs> so what this tells me about Vince Neil and everyone in his inner circle, right, is that he's the guy that silently throws shade and then when, when he's called out, I wasn't talking about you. Passive aggressive. He's pass. He's pa- He's the passive aggressive guy. In oh, this I think band. he knew exactly who he was talking to. But he- you know what? I I think it's also not like bad to point that out, only because if you're going to be the front man and you're running around back and forth and all the stuff, like you have to, you know, be in somewhat good shape, right? The, the one thing that confuses me about your average Motley Crue fan is you know these four guys hate each other. They hate each other. And yet you still want to go the, go see them put on this charade of friendship, you know what I mean? Hey, or man, together. Bring you back to good times. Not, exactly. not me as like Hey, me, come over here yeah. and put your back up against Nikki's and sing with me. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, it's so fake and I don't wow. get it. Now, just to give everybody the full picture, this interview was done on a uh, via a fresh and lean. It's a meal prep delivery service. So they focused on physical fitness. That's what they were talking about. But still, no, that's still some shade. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, well, it also ties in. So yeah, it's more. It's no. less about rock and roll, but more about fitness, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but in essence, I, maybe he's saying like, "I'm not going to be up there." But dude, not, you're selling. Everybody knows you're selling tickets to the show. And that, yeah. that's your lead singer. Nikki's brother. over here. Like, I'm using this meal prep service. Look how thin I am. <laughs> other than my fat piece of shit lead singer over here. <laughs> wink, but wink, nudge, nudge. Nikki Six is in good shape, right? Like, yeah. he's got some guns I mean, on him. He, he's 62, and I. So my, I mean, I, every time I've seen him, he looks good. Tommy Lee is Tommy Lee's good in and his skinny. 50s, yeah, yeah. I mean, and skinny. Mick Mars, I Mick don't know. Mars, a you know, Mick Mars has got. He's not overweight. He's, but he's I'm got not that disease. Say he's, in good shape. he's got that disease going on. So yeah. we'll let him. We'll let him get away with yeah, it. He's but a He's a pass. Yeah, yeah. he's we're past. But he's so definitely. let's just say the only guy that we we could possibly talk it about. Yeah, is Vince New. And honestly, can we think of any other fat lead singers right now? I mean, other than on like the Lizzo level or? on the level of Motley Crue. <laughs> Like, I don't, uh, there's, okay, there's overweight lead singers, but I'm saying on the level of Motley Crue, like an arena selling band, which I, I gotta be honest with you, I I never really put them up there, but they are. There is obviously the obvious one to me is Axl Rose, right? I don't know if he's on the same level. He definitely has lost a lot of weight though. I just saw him not that long ago. Yeah, he's not fat Axl anymore. Okay, my bad. bad. I I, I thought that Axl Rose has a beer belly. I apologize. He did at some point. At some point. I remember yeah. when I saw him. He's a little I, chunk monster. This is, I saw him oh, not yeah. there was, a He while was looking back. like yeah, Kathy was, Bates yeah, for was, a minute. You looked like Kathy Bates, you said? Yeah. Okay. A little misery for you. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I, I think that for the most part, when you go across the Judas Priest, the Iron Maidens, the Metallicas, the... You know the arena selling bands. James up there. Hetfield's never been fat, right? Mm, no, no, no. They're, they've all He's always been, been like good a really good, yeah. yeah, in good shape. I feel like Vince Neil sticks out like a sore thumb, performance wise and and, and vocally and, wise, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So I feel like he's the what, one that's never really taken the. So basically, what Nikki was saying in so many words is he goes, "I think it's a bad look when you have Vince Neil singing in your band." Maybe he should try the meal prep service. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do I think, think so. I do think that, um, yeah. On that level, it's got to be Vince. Danzig's not even uh, like, you know, no. his voice is gone, but he's not in bad shape. So, guys, you, you asked me a question. I'm kind of stumped. Hey, people, if you know anybody on the level of Vince Neal that Nikki Six could be referencing, send an email <laughs> over Rise to Offend. I don't think I'll get one. Rise to Offend at gmail.com. I, thought, I doubt I'll get an email on this one. I thought Vince Neal was uh, like on the road to being in shape at maybe, some point, right? Maybe Wolfgang Van Halen. 
Oh, he's so, so he's so cute. He's a big boy. I know. I love him. That's a big he, boy. He's so adorable. I love his face. I can't see Nikki's, but he's not on the same level. He's not I know because he's popular, no. but he's not on the same level. No. Yeah. No, not at all. I'm just not, saying, not, like, but talent wise, I'm just no. He's, about, he's, he's I'm, I'm just saying, like, arena selling. Yeah, fat wise. lead singers in rock. They just there's just no. not a lot of them. No, I, I like I like Wolfie. Oh, I'm not He's, saying t- I'm not saying it takes away I'm, from his talent. It doesn't. First off, the reason I don't want to bring up Wolfie is because he's saying tired and beer belly. Right, and Wolfie's not tired. He's not he's tired. He's not tired at all. I, I think he's just good. a little chunky. He's just he's yeah. just a bigger dude. He's so cute. Vince Neil's clearly tired and beer belly. And, and, yeah, and so, Vince Neil's tired, beer belly. Wolfgang is is not tired, and he's got like a feast belly. Is there now? <laughs> let, but let's end on this. <laughs> Let's end on this uh, question real quick. We'll get to the next story because I, I definitely think that is pretty awesome that Nikki Six threw some shield, shade at Vince Neil, considering that they're going to be selling the tickets and making money together. But um, but that tour is still going on. The stadium tour, yeah, to that's still happening. Twenty twenty two. It's May. just crazy. Like whenever they yeah. talk to Nikki Six I, about I'll, the tour, I have to look it up. Let me let me see real quick. But you guys keep going. like Motley Crue should never try and plug this tour ever again. No, because June. every time they open their mouth about it or about the band, something there's happens. always something kind of slamming a member they, of the band. Oh, I was gonna say they brought up on the they brought the pandemic. Yeah, they they caused it. I'm, they, Motley Crue caused the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. straight out of Wuhan. Yeah. Straight out of mm-hmm. straight out straight out of Wuhan. Yeah, yeah. Motley Motley and they're like, Angeles. "Hey, we're gonna go on Motley tour." Crew, Motley Crue. A lot of people don't understand that Motley Crue is actually uh, put together in a lab. In Wu, in Wu, in, uh, oh, buddy, you got this. I just you said keep it. Going? I think I was having a stroke right there. <laughs> you okay? You need Wuhan. some water. You need some water. Wuhan. I got you all in check. Get out of here. <laughs> You're fired. You're fucking fired. Oh boy, <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Anyway, well, you. De- I try to save you, and we double derail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. For real. <laughs> you. You didn't just. Yeah. You totally did save me because you took the heat off me with that joke. So thank you because my joke was really failing. And miserable. the best part is I had one question. To move on to the next story. Forgot the question. Moving on to the next oh, story. All right. Shit. Here we go. Okay. So we've talked many times on this show about the uh, Tommy vexed. Bad Wolves thing. And we're just like, dude, this guy is bad to have in your vicinity. We've also said Bad Wolves should change the name of the band because all those dudes are awesome in the band. Um, and we don't want it to get in the way of, you know, whatever. But we have speculated. Change your name to Naughty Wolves. Mm, it's not as good. But uh, we have speculated, right, that, hey, what side is the Five Finger Death Punch team on? Are they on the Tommy Vex side or the Bad Wolf side? Because Five Finger Death Punch was a big proponent of getting Bad Wolves on the stage with them mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, and when the, they kind of splintered, we, we, I think we leaned towards they're probably on the Tommy Vex side. But we were wrong. Ivan Moody said that on Instagram, he was doing a Q&A to promote his new book, Dirty Poetry. And someone did ask him about uh, Tommy Vex. And this is what he said. Am I still friendly with Tommy Vex? Question mark. Friendly? Yes. Yes. Friends? I'm not sure if we ever were anymore. So... Uh, and then he went on to say that this dude's a waste of my time and that his allegiance is really with the dudes in Bad Wolf, mm-hmm. like Doc Coyle is a friend of his and all that stuff. So, um, But also what I liked what he, uh, what he said was that if he had a problem with someone, mm-hmm. he would just go personally and talk to them, yeah. not just go do everything on social media. And that's the Which thing. I like that. It's like people that go ahead and take their life on social media and they want to... They, they think they're going to turn the village on somebody. Yeah. It doesn't. You end up looking like an asshole and you're the one who ends up And losing. then you cover Taylor Swift. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like right now, it's like, and that, here's the thing, that, that Taylor Swift cover, yeah, it got a bunch of hits and it might have made him a couple of bucks, but at the same time, it's like, that's short-lived. Yeah. That's short-lived. 
you were only you that was when the iron was hot and that's when all of your super right-wing friends yeah. were just going there to support their boy well eventually that wears off i'm well i mean maybe it will I mean, I think it will as well, but you never know, man. The the, the splintered society and then the, the fan base is kind of interesting. But I do like the fact that, I, I mean, we know the dudes in Bad Wolves are good dudes, right? And I mm-hmm. like the fact that the good dudes are kind of winning against the villainous side that, you know, Tommy, unfortunately, has proven to be more or less. And the guys like Ivan are, are on that side. So that was good. So I don't, maybe I changed my stance on Bad Wolves to change the name at this point. What do you guys think? I still think they should change the name. Just get rid of all that negative press. Who cares? Change the name. But negative press is good. We're in a hate culture. The more hate you get, the more, I well, guess, records and But they're not get. the ones that are really competing in, or really doing the hate culture. They're trying to get away from it. Every time Tommy Vex talks shit, something gets brought up for Bad Wolves, and people will check out Bad Wolves without Tommy Vex. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I wish it wasn't that way, but there's a lot of truth to that. You're right. Just yeah. waiting to hear from Bad Wolves and see what their response is. And then, of course, nothing happens. And that's where I think Tommy Vex is going to ultimately just go silent because Bad Wolves isn't mm-hmm. commenting on any of the dumb shit that he keeps saying. The, the, their lawsuit has... I think they got, it got settled. It got settled, so yeah. it is over. So now it's just going to be what, whatever kind of talking shit, but at least, at least they're just moving forward um, with whatever. Yeah, I think it'll be the last that we hear from Tommy Vex, I guess in this, on this scale. You right. know? And then it's, hey, look, oh, he's going to crowbar himself into a bunch wow. of shit, man. I bet you... I, I, don't, I, I don't think a guy like a personality that goes away. No, he doesn't, yeah, but no, it's not... He, it's a cloud that goes kind of keeps going around. It's not going to make the news as much. Oh, Because then he's going to be, like, annoying. Did you just hear me about the hate culture? If he says anything hateful, it's going to be clickbait and people are going to love it. This, this, this drama mm-hmm. can go on for years if Tommy Vex wants to keep it going on. If he really wants to just keep talking his shit. He can go on for years. Look at Aaron Lewis's career. All he does is talk shit. And, dude, it gets lots of clicks. Look at Ted Nugent. Has he? Has Ted Nugent uh, been relevant at all musically in a while? Oh, man, hey, it's he's been a legend, forever. But, like, it's been what like is 30, he 30, 40 for? years. Yeah. What is he, just talking <laughs> shit. It really has. I know. It's yeah. like, I, I'm, honestly, the last time he was relevant in music was Damn Yankees. It was like, that was in the 80s, bro. That was 90s. Was it 90s? Still yeah, 30. It was 30-some like, years. Yeah, years. Yeah. No, it's been a long time. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that was it. But my point is, is that, look, people are still covering him. Yeah, every week you're going to see a, a new Ted Nugent story with some. Well, shit. that's because he's got his it, radio right? show, podcast, or whatever. I mean, it's like, and he's been building that forever. I think Ted Nugent is one of the guys who's like, ah, I could still do rock and roll and still make some money playing a couple of dates or whatever. But now I just get to go into his barn and do all of his right wing psycho bullshit, and you know, and, and stir the and stir the pot. And people, mm-hmm. you know, love but it he's though, been right? doing, but he's been doing it for. 25 years he's been he's been laying this foundation forever yeah. he's been laying the pot stirring foundation and we've like we bought it hook line and sinker but i'm trying to say tommy vex can do something like this you don't have to be relevant as long as you have a hard stance on one side and there's people that will that'll pick up on them that but, will always that will always be i think clouded around the bad wolves guys but unfortunately uh i guess yeah i i i, I think that at this point that everything's settled and they're moving on i feel like I don't think Tommy Vex will go away and ever not talk shit. I'm going to say that, but mm-hmm. I do feel like it's okay for them to, to keep the name. And their new re- record, Dear Monsters, is out now. Let's see how, how it does and, you know, the, the reaction that people get without, you know, that's kind of a, the next step. So, all right, so last story I want to touch on, guys, before we jump into our interview with Phil from Whitechapel is that Gene Simmons, he bought a house out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, that's yeah. good. Less than a year ago. Yeah. $10.8 million he paid for it in 2020, wow. right? If you guys have seen pictures, go to metalsucks.net. The house is gorgeous. I know where it's at up there. You guys do. It's up there in kind of the Anthem area. 
But oh. uh, yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous house. Anyways, so less than a year later, he's leaving Vegas. The weather doesn't like it, whatever. He had reasons to do that. Not into it, but he's selling it for $14.95 million. So in less than a year, the house went up uh. $4 million. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yikes. Uh. We're in Las Vegas, as you guys know. How does that make us feel? Oh, <laughs> it makes us makes me have this foreboding feeling, like something as <laughs> terrible is going to happen, and we're going to have like a that new... happened like what ten years ago, oh, a little over God, ten yeah, years it's ago. It's going to be the purge all over again. I could feel mm. it. Oh, four million. Mm. I, I was kind of shocked when I saw. Okay, less than a year, and we're 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 upping the price four million. Uh, it hasn't sold for that price, so he might be asking for a little bit more. But the fact that that's the asking price means he thinks he can get it. Correct? Yeah. yeah. What somebody told him, he could probably get that. Man. Which is... Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Know, it's insane. Man. I know. Yep. So, and I, I mean, it's happening everywhere, but that's the one thing that I'm uh, a little upset. But yeah, he did say he's not a fan of the 115 degree weather we have out here, and that's why he's moving. I don't know where he's going. Um, but yeah. Bye. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point is like, dude. I look at Gene Simmons, and mm-hmm. you think that him in 115 degree weather... His face would like start to melt like Pizza the Hut and Spaceballs. <laughs> just I've seen Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah. think about space that. Balls. R.I.P. John Candy. Think about that makeup running down his face, like uh, like waterfalls, bro. Yeah, like a Simmons. If you see this house, you know he, he's got plenty. He's dude. The whole front is like a pool. That's like man. He's they he's just gonna take a dip in the pool. That's why you got one. Some people can't handle 115. I've 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 oh. seen it. And and you know what? The pool, it's like sweat, jumping in sweat. You guys never done that? Jumped it, in sweat? When it's like 150 degrees, you jump in the pool, it's supposed to cool you off, and you're like, that didn't cool me off at all. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> it, yeah. it feels like you just jumped in like warm water and you're yeah. like, all right, well it's 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 not like the the beach that's like temperatured like colder. It's like it, it doesn't feel the same. So hey man, we've been here forever. We're used to this weather. I love the dry heat and the weather, but I do understand that it's gonna be oh. a tough season. Oh sale. yeah. I hate the heat. I love but it. But I like I understand I Gene cold, Simmons. Man. I love the cold. You do love the cold? I'm, I'm very excited. I don't what like you the, doing in Las Vegas, Nevada? I don't mind the cold. <laughs> I like uh I, I hate here. I really don't <laughs> like the heat. I don't like going outside when it's that hot, but uh the weather out here, the winters aren't bad out here. The winters are great. Spring is awesome. The only thing about with the winters out beautiful. here, though, is the weather gets, uh, the, the air is so dry, so my nose gets really dried oh, up. No. It hurts. Oh, really? God. I get, really? I get no. bloody noses. Oh, no. No I one likes like bloody it. noses. I don't like it. You're not going to sell your house for four times the, uh, oh, I wish I could. For a could. quarter. <laughs> yeah. It would be pretty amazing. 25%. I, really? <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not falling for that trip. No, dude. I'm paying I, my shit all. Look, I, Look, there's going to be another collapse coming. It's just... I hope not. Oh, I, but, I hope not either. I really hope not. That, that, I was, that was that. a scary sign, and we all feel like the inflation in just groceries and things like that, it's all there. Oh, yeah. There's all these like signs, and it's like, isn't that suck? Like You feel like, okay, this might go wrong, and there's shit you can do. You just got to wait it out and see. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the worst. It's like, well, how are we going to correct this? Uh, well, we can't correct it. We just got to ride that yeah. fucking wave. That's right. how I feel, and that's, that's a sense of anxiety that sucks. It following does. a pandemic, mm-hmm. right? It's like, Jesus, man, I just want to exhale, motherfuckers. I got you. All these things. I like, got you, you. You feel me? I feel you. And it's all because Gene is selling his house and he gave me this information? Oh, that's what filled, that's what filled Pete with a dark, dark sense of forebodement. Is that a word? Foreboding? Dark yeah. sense oh, of buddy. foreboding? Do you have another stroke? Oh, dude, I feel like it. Man, man. Oh. All right, well. <laughs> you okay over there? No. Want <laughs> some... <laughs> Baby Tylenol. I need a Mountain Dew for Christ's sake. <laughs> they're done with us. They're done with us. You guys know that. Right? So I need a Mountain let's, Dew. Let's get to the reason they're all here, all right. guys. Let's get to the interview right now. Phil <laughs> Whitechapel. Let's check it out. 
Everybody, what's going on? Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I have Phil from Whitechapel. We are here to celebrate the new album, Kin. Guys, it's coming out October 29th. Um, Phil, it's it's hard not to go into deep waters right away here. This album is the human condition, my friend. It's art, you know? Um, and a lot of it has to do with these haunting memories that are very similar to the valley. Um, tell me how tackling these realities and putting the lyrics behind them have been for you on these last two records uh it's been really cool because i mean i've had to like kind of dig through my past because you know a lot of it's uh uh kind of blurry and kind of vivid uh but you know as i dug deeper into it you know i was able to remember things and uh uh certain uh key moments and it was pretty difficult just because, um, you know, again, I just didn't remember much. Um, like I remember a lot of stuff, but there's just, there's still a lot of stuff I don't remember. Um, so going through it and like really just kind of refreshing myself, uh, was pretty challenging and, um, but it was obviously very worth it. Uh, I just, you know, think it makes for a great story and, uh, you know, just for the sake of storytelling, it's, um, good for a lot of people to kind of read and relate to if they've gone through similar experiences or different ones, you know, and they can just relate to it on a different level. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty daunting task. And, and I read a book on memory a little while ago. Um, and it is, it is a, it's, it's almost, almost amazing how we have the condition to, to, to fill in the blanks and almost that's exactly how it happened with the memories. We don't have completely just off the vivid memory, be like, all right, what happened next? And we know, and memories are a really tricky thing for, um, for all of us because they are truths, you know, but it's hard to yeah. pinpoint it because, you know, the only truth it seems like in modern times for me is the day-to-day life by life, you know, right in front of you. But in actuality, we have this mm-hmm. uh, overall arc of, uh, of the past, you know? Um, do you think that, I mean, just uh, in just this conversation, do you think that if those that are in denial and they don't revisit the past, even when it's dark, that they're doing themselves a huge disservice and that you have to tackle this in order to be a better human being as, as you go on? Uh, the problem that some people have is that they just uh, don't want to face these problems and um, they want to forget about things that happened. It's one of those things that people just try to, you know, people just want to forget the bad stuff and they don't want to face it and tackle it. And I think that's a really big mistake that people make um, just because of when you when you don't face it, it just it's going to sit dormant and then it's going to come and just explode one day. And, um, you know, that's what I did with, uh, with all the stuff that happened to me. I mean, even prior to writing the album. So, I mean, you know, I've, I've accepted it and moved on, you know, for years now, um, many, many years. And, but as far as just like telling the story, it was just, uh, just, uh, just about remembering mm-hmm. and, uh, those, uh, specific moments. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think that people just, for whatever reason, just, you know, they just, they just don't want to face things and, uh, accept things. So they just bury it. And that's just so unhealthy in my opinion. 
Uh, and I agree too. After after you break through, it's it's really easy to realize how much you're hurting yourself. But truthfully, like if you know people listening, you can't love anybody on this planet until you learn to love yourself. And exactly. Uh, and when you when you hold those things in there, and you don't face it, in essence, it's really difficult to get to the other side and be like, I love me, you know, because there's yeah. something that you're scared of, you know, there's something that that um, makes you feel lesser than, you know, and and. Uh, yeah. And, and art is such a way to, it's the most beautiful way to do that and relate it to other people. You know, um, my father, you know, I, I love him to death. He used to always tell me the quiet ones are the ones that are hurting the most. So be nice to them, you know? And, uh, I, yeah. I don't know if there's truth to that exactly sometimes, but I, I, I kind of grew up believing it, you know? And I just remember, yeah. right. So it's just kind of a similar thing. So I would always try to befriend the quiet ones and the joy they had to talk to someone it, it was almost like, hey, they're fully listening. It's it's the most engaging conversation because it's not just another person. It's someone that wants to engage. And so I've always been yeah. drawn to that that kind of personality and an artist, you know. And and one thing I do want to to bring up, you know, as well is that cinematically, the last, the Valley and Kin. Everybody, one more time, if you haven't, October 29th, Kin is coming out. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering this record. Um, not just musically. As the albums are very cinematic, but the music videos are a huge part of these records uh, for a fan like me. Tell us about how important, because we're talking about the storytelling, but the music video portion of these songs for both records um, are to the overall picture of what you guys are trying to present. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the the Lost Boy video was uh, obviously um, animated. Um but you know, it just shows the struggles between uh, you know two different people, but they're both the same person, which means you know at the end of the day, it's just a person inside their own head battling with themselves. Whether it's the the real them, the the real person, and the alternate uh, personality. So uh, you know that's uh, that's just one aspect of the story, and then. Um, then you've got, uh, you know, the Blood Soak Symphony that's, uh, you know, has the imagery of um, the evil part of me, uh, the, the part of me that doesn't want to let go of the past and just accept it and tries to resurrect uh, my parents and uh, uh, keep, you know, stay in this alternate reality where they exist and... Uh, he wants, and you know, he can't exist without me there. So he's uh, doing it and trying to pull me back in because the longer we stay apart, the, you know, he's just going to die off. And that's just kind of, um, it's kind of a little bit of a metaphor of, you know, just the more you separate yourself from, you know, those, those things, those aspects in life that uh, bring you down, uh, you know, the, the happier you're going to be, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, cause I mean, you can't just hold on to stuff like that and expect to, uh, prosper and strengthen yourself. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a, a lot of the imagery and stuff is, uh, pertaining to the album story and, uh, and of course, you know, future stuff as well will also be showing the, the imagery that portrays the story as well. 
Absolutely, man. And that's that's a it's a great if people haven't checked out the videos, Lost Boy guy Lost Boy is out now, guy in a blood soaked symphony. They're both out. Make sure you check them out. But the imagery, like you said, it's a great thing that I think a lot of us will deal with. And and we all have to take that journey, man, like you were saying, uh, individually. So it's hard for us to talk about it until you get there because we're all we all have our own our own path and our own way to, to get there. But it's just some stuff where you have to believe, like, you know, doing the right thing when no one's looking, things like that where you give yourself like this boost to not you know you know fall into that darkness it's very hard to manage at a young age i think i think it's almost impossible at a young age without experience um and making hard lessons and mistakes how do you feel how do you feel about that at least from my perspective it was almost impossible at 22 for me to to really beat it you know yeah i mean i think a lot of a lot of it boils down just your perception of reality Mm. um just your perception of reality as a kid is just not even the same world as uh being an adult um because you know with being an adult you have responsibilities um i mean you have responsibilities as a kid you know whether it's going to school and getting good grades or whatnot um but that doesn't compare to the that the stuff that adults have to face, you know, which is, you know, having kids or um, paying the bills, having a steady job. Uh, you know, the stress is definitely a lot <laughs> worse as mm. an adult. And you don't really understand that as a kid because you don't have those responsibilities. Um And, you know, that's speaking on, you know, from very young to teenage years to, you know, even in your early 20s, you're still not an adult, you know, whether, I mean, you're legally an adult at 18, but you're still a kid. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, um, until you get, again, that experience that you'd mentioned, um, you don't really understand things uh, fully and... Yeah, it's just it's just all about perception, and uh, you know, because I mean, it's just like small things. Uh, just watching a movie whenever I was a kid and watching it now are two completely different movies to me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of uh, things you might have missed as a kid because you just didn't understand them, and you know that just all kind of boils down to perception of what's going on around you and the things that you recognize. And I've always felt that the young versus old uh, argument has happened to every generation. And that's what makes it hard to communicate, I think, for people is because of the perception that you just brought up of like, well, when you're here, you'll understand. But do you think it's possible to make people understand before they're there? Or is that just something that every generation is going to have to deal with like we do? I think it definitely is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, It just all boils down to uh, if... Because kids, kids, they they fall into the the trap of uh, you know being validated in their identity and who they are and what's cool and what's uh, you know that that's all they're worried about and um, you know just like this new generation with like uh, the TikTok stuff like mm-hmm. I don't get it I don't understand why it, they do it but. Um, but that's just my own personal opinion, you know, like I just, I don't know, the whole like dancing in front of your phone, I don't really understand the 
not me either. The uh, the the value to it, or like the the um the entertainment value to it, I don't really understand it. But um, you know, they just fall into those trends. The you know things like that. I mean, I just think trends are they can be good you know if they have like a, a like a means to an end uh or or, an, or like an end game like it ha- if it has like something you can learn or take with you um but it's uh i think i think that's one of uh, like a bigger problem for younger generations is that they just you know that all they're worried about is just being validated as a human by searching for some sort of identity or something to belong to, which I understand like people wanting to do that. But at the end of the day, it's just like stuff like that doesn't at the, like in the grand scheme of things, stuff like that doesn't matter. Like your labels, your this, that, and the other, you know, we're all just people that have our own things that we like, things that we enjoy. And beyond that, who cares like what you are, who you are you know, as far as like your, your physical appearance, you know, I mean, we're, we're just a, a brain and, you know, a conscience that's existing in a vessel, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, you know, your outward and physical appearance is, you know, it's important to some people, but at the end of the day, it's one of the least important things about us. Absolutely. And perfect. What you brought up was perfect because, yes, as a kid, even me, I'm sure you as well, the, you know, there, if there was a religion, that God was the God of cool. We have to feel it. We have to be a part of it. We have to maintain it. You know, that's what we, we strived for at such a young age. It's marketed to us. It's what we want to be is the hero or the villain, you know, either way. Um, and that is such a deceptive, uh, deceptive um, I guess, religion to break from. But a superhero movie to yeah. a 15-year-old is like, I want to be Iron Man. You know, it's like, it's a reality to them. And I get that because I was there myself, you know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't know if there's any way around it culturally because it is, it is a way to, like, without <laughs> them taking that full journey to adulthood. But I do feel that we we maybe are stepping back in a lot of ways and making it harder for people to grow up when they need to um, because of the modern age. I feel like, say, hey, responsibility is going to hit you hard at 25. I feel like now it's 30, maybe 35, you know. And that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's kind of where I feel it is kind of a, is kind of a little bit frightening. Do you kind of agree with that, or am I, am I touching base on what you're seeing as well, or no? Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. I just think that a lot of... Uh, a lot of kids, I mean, you know, there's like mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. I mean, that it's, that's pretty much our, our, uh, news source at this point now, you know, mm-hmm. like that's where everybody gets their information. That's how everybody hears about things. And that's where it's just kind of like, it's just, it's just a, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing, but you know, I mean, we, as humans, we take great things and we ruin them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, you know, and people just getting on there. I mean, there's just a lot of just like, just unnecessarily pissed off people today. And they just get on the internet and just, just all argue together and just, 
you know, just like people getting on like posts of, you know, celebrities and all this other stuff, you know, just talking about uh, some, the, like they'll mention something and then somebody will correct them and tell them that they're stupid and, you know, just like just arguing about just the most ridiculous stuff. And I just don't remember ever having these issues as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like you just, I don't know. It, the social media is just, it's one of the greatest inventions, but also one of the most awful inventions. Cause it's just, it's just, it's just a free for all of just people. Cause when you're sitting behind a screen, you're going to say whatever you want. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, there's, and there's people that like yesterday, you know, like I, I use social media for promotion and, you know, the band and stuff. And like, you know, Instagram was like down yesterday and, uh, along with, uh, like WhatsApp and Facebook and stuff. Um, but, uh, I, I personally, I, I actually don't even have Facebook anymore, but, uh, I noticed that Instagram was down and like, then, you know, there's just like people that are like actually freaking out about it. Like, Oh my God. Uh, you know, I what am I going to do? You know, just like, really? Like you can't just accept that it's like, I don't know, server issues or something. I don't know. It's going to get fixed. Like, and people actually freak out about stuff like that and they just consume themselves with this stuff and they don't, it just keeps your mind off like the big picture of life and just, it's, it's just wild that people just invest so much of their self into things like this, things that are just like not even benefiting them necessarily at the end of the day a hundred percent man it's the comfort we're taught like the comfort and that's what i that's what i see more as like oh, i you know i sit down with a book i feel this comfort and uh people are now getting comfort from confrontation from a distance they're getting comfort from you know i i, I can say i got comfort from sadness at some point where i'm like yeah i like sad things and, you know so um but we're getting comfort from media we're you know, which is Facebook and TikTok, we're getting comfort from conf- confrontation with people we don't know. And it's it's such a damaging thing, not just for the individual, but for us, the team, you know, and that's the thing we, we mm-hmm. kind of grew up, you know, like we're a team, we're all together now. And then that's the one thing that I saw is now we're splintered where it's kind of like me, 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 and everything's kind of singular. And that's mm-hmm. the part that I found that, that I feel like Like I said, you know, I'm 41. I feel like I don't matter. And I just stand out of the way and kind of listen to everyone at this point um, to see where they're coming from, because I I can't relate fully to the challenges of that culture. Is that I mean, I I don't want to say I'm left behind, but I feel like I'd rather stay behind because I feel like they're damaging the future for themselves. I mean, is that does that sound doomsaying? Do I sound bad right there? No, I mean, it's uh and, and, you know, there's always going to be the generational gaps yeah. where, you know, like we're, we're the old people now and we don't understand what the kids are doing yeah. kind of thing. And, um, you know, but it's just advanced so far because, I mean, the things that, you know, adults didn't understand what I was doing was like listening to punk music, skateboarding or um, <clears throat> liking, you know, like tattoos or something like that. But now it's what people do now. Like, 
it just and it changes like every every few weeks there's just something new that's just like well if you're not doing this then you're a loser you know like it's just it's hard to keep up now because like for for us as kids it was just like very simple things um and it's just gotten to the point where like like i can't keep up with everything i mean people and it's just like uh you know, just like memes and stuff like that. Like people like try to like, you know, they'll talk to me or whatever. Then they'll like mention some sort of meme or something or like, you know, and they just like expect me to like get it. And I'm just like, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like <laughs> I, day, I can't keep yeah. up with all this shit. Like, cause a lot of it has to do with like, you know, whether you've seen this or heard about this or whatever. And like, you know, the significance uh, of it is just completely gone because you're just it's like I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, and uh, yeah, I mean it's just just you know again it's just generational gaps. It's the stuff that the kids keep up with and the stuff that we just don't give a shit about. Yeah, like it's just you know we because we're at the age now where we have you know our adult responsibilities and that's you know like kids or you know our job or whatever you yeah. know and like. You know, like one of our guys actually just had a kid. And I mean, you know, it's just, you know, having a kid is like, I mean, your life changes completely. I mean, it's, uh, and, uh, you know, of course there are the young people that get into that stuff early, you know, that they have a kid at a very young age or whatever, but, uh, but, uh, still for the most part, I mean, you know, you're, it's basically, basically a, a kid having a kid, you know, like they're, they they will learn from it and grow from it, but um, you know, having a kid whenever you're ready to have one is completely different than just unexpected. I'm pretty sure, you know, as far as I can tell. I mean, you know, I've I've had my a couple sisters have had kids at young ages, and uh, you know, because you're just not set up for life yet. You know, you don't have everything ready and prepared for this kid to come into the world, um, and. Uh, not necessarily means that you're, you know, stupid or you've made a bad decision or you're a bad person or anything. It's just, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's probably a lot easier to have a kid whenever you have everything in your life in order. (laughs) Exactly. You're either set up to fail or you're set up to succeed. And a lot of times people still succeed when they're set up to fail. But again, it, it takes a lot of perseverance and, and sometimes at a young age, at least from my experience, it, you are things are stacked against you, um, and you do you people, you know, break through it sometimes. But sometimes, you know, it takes a lot longer than it should. And there's 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 some some damage along the way, you know. And and yeah, it's completely relatable. And I like that's the thing about the I have two kids, and and they show me how to live every day. I got a two year old and a five year old, and I'll tell you, man, they made my world so much smaller. Cause I just focus around here now. I'm like, this is my responsibility. This is how I change the future. I teach them right. You know? And, uh, yeah, exactly. And by, by making my world so much smaller, like I was when I was a kid, you know, in essence, um, happiness is everywhere. It's crazy. Um, how it kind of does that. And when you're in your youth, the world is huge, you know? And so the bigger oh, it is, the more vast it is. It's like the harder to find that moment of joy, man. Um, and it's crazy because uh, 
youth is the I always said this uh, and I don't know if people agree with me but I always say that youth is the greatest commodity on this planet it's not money it's not things it's nothing youth is the greatest commodity because you truly feel invincible for a, for a long time oh yeah you know and the older you get you don't feel that way you feel responsible you know so um <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah yeah and so so that pocket that tear that time where we all got youth without without question um is the hardest time mentally for us to understand the gift we're currently living in you know so i've always found that dichotomy to be uh kind of beautiful man and I've always like looked at the people that figured it out, like because I didn't. I'm just being honest. I'm like, man, you're, you're, you got it, dude. You 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 made your youth count, you know, for reals with happiness yeah. and joy, and you didn't, you know, compound it with sorrow or drinking or anything that's bad that you know was sold to us that makes us feel cool, you know, to the god of cool. And um, yeah, yeah, dude. So that that so it's totally like you said. If you have a kid early on, you have responsibility early on. Your youth is a little shorter. So that's the great commodity is a little bit shorter. Uh, so things like that. So I totally yeah. relate to everything, everything that you were saying on that as well. And I'm sure people out there as well do, you know, too. So I do want to touch base, dude. I'm loving the conversation, but I just realized our time's getting a little bit deeper than I thought, dude. But I, everybody, one more time, if you haven't, Ken is coming out October 29th. Fantastic record. It's the follow-up to The Valley. If you guys love The Valley like we did, it was on our best of list a couple years back. You guys are definitely going to jump on this one. Now, to me... As a fan, Phil, you got the Valley. I got Ken. I see this as a trilogy. I see like the story's gonna continue. Has there been any talks of that, or has that been part of the plan, or am I just kind of reading too far into this? Mm, uh, I've almost thought that this is probably the closing chapter of this, gotcha. um, just because because uh, I've gotten to my. You know, this is into my my teenage years and stuff, mm. and uh, and the the last track of the album is a very like, I guess like, it's a it's a happy ending to a horrible story. You know, and I say horrible as in you know just what happened. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying. <laughs> sound like I'm sitting here saying like, yeah, my story sucks. No one should listen to it. Uh, but. Uh, just the last track of the album is uh very kind of like you know just just kind of like the ending you know just like it's the it's the closing after the climax kind of thing and um i mean is it possible for there to be a part three uh definitely um but is it going to be i'm still not sure not not a hundred percent whether that's going to be a thing or not, but uh, I guess know. we'll just time will tell. Absolutely, yeah. closing track is a title track for people that haven't heard it. Uh, again, it's it is a great track, and I do see what you're saying as far as the closing part of that. That's that's really cool, man. And then last question, dude, before I let you go, again, guys, Ken is out October 29th. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering or picking it up touring is a reality again for us man i've been to plenty shows i think a lot of people are doing their due diligence to make sure things aren't going to get stopped and doing what they can and that's great to see where i'm at i'm out here in las vegas i can't speak for everything but i can speak for my town um how are you feeling about returning to that stage right now at this time and, and what are the plans for touring yeah i mean it's definitely definitely time because i mean we've been through two years of just like the most uncertain slash weird 
time that I've I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it was probably um, this and like nine eleven were like probably the most like weird and just crazy times of my life. Um, uh, but I would say, uh, yeah, it's definitely time because I mean, um, in my personal opinion, I mean, just, I, I don't think this thing's ever going to fully go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally a, a fucking different kind of flu. And I mean, you know, the flu has been here since pff, fucking forever. Um, so I think it's just something that we're eventually going to have to evolve into building immunity and whether that's through, you know, vaccinations and stuff, you know, cause we have flu shots and, you know, now we're trying to find out the, the cure for this to be, um, you know, not cure, but just like something to make, just make sure this is stable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's time because I mean, you know, we, at the end of the day, like we can't let, let something like this, like ruin our lives and control us for forever, you know? So it's, uh, I think it's time to get out there and just uh, get on with living because, you know, we only live once and, you know, we can't live in fear for the rest of our lives. So I feel like it's time to just push forward and get on with our lives and just enjoy them while we still have them. So um, I'm uh, I'm definitely excited for it to start up again. And uh, we are looking at probably February is going to be the earliest when we get back and uh you know that's of course dependent on how everything goes this winter you know because winter time is always the the worst time for uh uh, flus and sicknesses and stuff but then again you know covid doesn't really doesn't really matter what time there's no seasonal covid you know (laughs) it's just all the time so um but you know hopefully no crazy psycho variant comes out by the time that we're going to go out so um but yeah it's uh looking like february hey february sounds like a i I, i'm agreeing with you february sounds like a a great plan i think that that we're gonna learn more by that time like you said the season will go by and and all that stuff and it's exciting to, to get you guys back on the road to hear these songs man it's an extremely exciting that you guys are getting giving us this album a couple months early before that touring cycle happens truly appreciate that because everybody if you haven't can make sure you guys are pre-ordering it's coming october 29th dude with that phil absolute pleasure man thank you so much my friend for calling into the metal sucks podcast absolutely thanks for having me man
Metal Sucks podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off the latest record, Kin, which is out right now. If you guys haven't checked it out, that is a blood-soaked symphony. Second song that is also off of Kin, the slower track. I think it turned out fantastic. That is Orphan, guys. Make sure if you haven't checked out Kin, you guys are doing that. Listen to it. Pick up the record. Pick up the vinyl. They're available everywhere right now. Fantastic record. Big fan of it. Third song you guys heard is from a band called Bellacor. Bellacore's latest album, Coherence, is out right now. It also came out the 28th, guys. The track you heard is Hidden Window. So if you like that band, make sure you're checking out Coherence, guys. Another great record. There's been a lot this, this fall. I mean, I think we got inundated with a ton of great shit in the fall. Um, but make sure you guys are checking out both the Whitechapel record and the Bellacore record. With that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys are the reason... We keep doing the show. You're the best. All we're asking for you to go to Apple iTunes, click five stars on that, on that little link. We don't need comments. We don't need words. We just 
hope for that number to go up a little bit and we'll keep putting out these interviews keep putting out this uh playing some music in these shows so thank you guys so much and also for all the support on our other podcast the documentary discussion podcast rise to offend guys we got over 100 episodes out there right now i got a really cool email about the kids episode we did just last week and uh, i haven't responded to it yet but i will but uh it was a it was a a daunting task that one that was a tough one that was but tough it, was, it turned out i'm really proud of that episode so if you guys uh want to check out an episode larry clark's kids we did on rise to offend a documentary discussion with that um controversial movie to say the least even more controversial today when i look back on it to oh, be honest with you. oh back then it felt bad but now i'm like it, yeah, it was now, bad. yeah now i feel dirty that i watched it 20 years ago it's just like i just feel that well we were that age so yeah. it wasn't that dirty but watch it rewatching oh, it i was now like that i'm 42 i'm just like i feel oh, inappropriate yeah, watching this film rough. but anyways um extended extended kids makeout scenes Ugh. Uh, yeah we'll end it on that gross oh yeah we did it well whatever listen to our podcast don't watch the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, our friends. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.